You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The polling booths are open, the polling stations are open, and therefore the British populace is off to vote on Election Day 2019, an incredibly important event on so many levels. With me now is Philip Saunders, co-head of multi-asset growth at Investec Asset Management in London, talking to us from Cape Town. Uh, Philip, presumably you voted by post or something because you knew you were going to be away today. Yes, I did. So I was a postal voter. Uh, which won't make any difference because my constituency is a heavy labour um, constituency. Ah. Um, so, uh, um, but I did vote and uh, I believe that you should exercise your rights. Uh, and I think the turnout generally is going to be pretty high this time. So what you've revealed is that you haven't voted for Labour. You've either voted for the Green Party, Ms Swinson, or, of course, for Boris Johnson. You, you don't have to tell us, but you haven't voted for Labour. Is that what you're saying? I can confirm I haven't voted for Labour. Jolly good. The markets, of course, are on tenterhooks. Do you think there's going to be a surprise? This is what fascinates me, because people have been predicting elections for a number of years now, and they got it wrong with Trump, they got it wrong with Brexit. Are they going to get it wrong this time as well? Because the Tory majority has narrowed markedly since the NHS debacle of around about 48 hours ago. Yes, I think that um, most people have made up their minds at any rate prior to that uh, debacle. Um, and uh, I think the surprise will probably be the size of the Tory majority. Ah. Um, we've done a lot of anal- an analysis of polling results. What tends to happen is that uh, they tend to be heavily influenced by the outcome in the previous election, which of course was, 20, was 2017, uh, when you saw, um, you know, actually this was, you know, in, in terms of the range of probabilities, uh, the Labour surge um, meant that they got the, the, the pretty much the best forecast of a, a, a result that they could have done in the circumstances, and the Tory result was the worst. And the Tory campaign was, of course, um, a little short of dreadful, um, and people haven't really sort of, you know, they, they, they didn't really know Corbyn, they didn't re- entirely know what, what he stood for other than support for the NHS and so forth. This time around... I think that um, there is much more understanding of, you know, what a Corbyn proposition is. Um, And I think that um, Boris Johnson, for all of his uh, many faults, um, actually has brought a sort of decisiveness and gusto which people crave at the moment. So the polling results, I think, have structurally tended to underrate the support for the Tories on this occasion um, and exaggerate the support uh, for for Labour. But we will see. um, The results will be in, obviously, um, tomorrow. Um, and but, but I think the surprise would be that uh, the Tories end up with a convincing majority rather than a narrow majority. And I think the chances of a hung parliament are probably less than 20%. Goodness me, you become a spread better. Is this your personal view or is this uh, your view as the co-head of multi-asset growth at Investec Asset Management in London? This is the um, multi-asset team's view. Uh, we... You know, put a lot of effort into analysing the results and so forth. We accept margins of error, um, and you know we think we've got enough enough information to actually sort of make judgments on the back of on this occasion. Other occasions, like May uh, 2017, the outcomes have been much less uh, certain. Um, 
you know, ditto, ditto the Brexit vote itself, uh, in which case, you know, we tend to basically put in place sort of quite significant sort of hedges to mitigate any sort of uh, volatility resulting from uh, an unforeseen result. Obviously, on this occasion, uh, we have got two very different propositions for UK PLC. One is basically a sort of return to state directed capitalism, um, you know, a model that worked so well in the 1970s. Uh, for those of us who actually remember that. Um, and, you know, obviously the sort of Johnson proposition is uh, the sort of little England uh, sort of getting out of Europe uh, and, uh, and sort of uh, good old British pluck uh, um, resulting in a sort of uh, an economic renaissance. Do you and your team, I don't want to get too political because uh, because otherwise this podcast will be cut, but does your team support the, the view that you've put forward when you told us that you weren't voting for Labour? And how does Brexit fit into that? Do you do you prefer a Brexit, a hard Brexit, uh, a soft Brexit, or no Brexit at all? So um, I, I think that we, we tend to look at this uh, from the perspective of investors. I'm sure that members of my team vote for a whole range of different parties. I certainly hope so, because we believe in cognitive diversity, diversity of views, uh, but ultimately we're responsible for people's money. Um, and so therefore yeah. it's incumbent on us to be as objective as we can. Um, clearly, we also we look at the manifestos and how that might impact economic policy um, and, you know, government spending and so forth, because, you know, particularly in this case, you know, the outcomes can be pretty divergent and we you know, have to seek to understand that we, we use scenario planning in order to uh, make sure that we understand sort of where the risks and opportunities are. Well said. How are you positioning yourselves? I mean, you've obviously sat down and uh, you've looked at the results. You've looked at the analyses of, of previous election predictions when it comes to the polls. Uh, how have you positioned yourself? Are you sitting on the fence? Have you made a big bet or have you just stayed with the, the bets that you've had for the last year or two? Yeah, I mean, I think that we've got to put this in perspective. I mean, most of our exposure is pretty international. Uh, the UK and the UK market are a fairly sort of modest part of the total. Um, that said, we have found a lot of value in UK equities because of the uncertainty. It means that risk premium are high. It means that, um, you, know, dip, you know, dividend yields are pretty high by global comparison. Um, and if you're a value investor, then, you know, you would have quite a significant bias to uh, UK equities, the global portfolio, certainly our value team does. Um, in terms of the currency, you know, we think that uh, we're positioned long sterling. Um, uh, where we have international portfolios reporting sterling, we are heavily hedged. Um, uh, because we think the risks of sterling are still to the upside. Uh, and as far as the... Uh, as far as the fixed income exposure is concerned, we think that the UK gilt market is extremely unattractive. Um, actually, whatever the election results, Labour majority or Tory majority, um, yields are far too low. Uh, both uh, parties uh, want to break with austerity and spend like crazy. Um, um, it's just crazy uh, squared in the case of um, uh, in, in case in the case of the labour spending plans. Uh, so uh, more fiscal laxity, you know, an attempt to actually uh, uh, gener uh, p 
push up growth rates um, at a time when actually the economy is at a sort of fairly sort of full full employment level. So uh, not good for gilts, good for sterling, uh, probably good up to a point for UK equities. Yeah, sterling at the moment is 131.65. I would imagine that you expect it to be closer to 150 in, in the next 18 months or so. Yeah, probably not that high. And I think that uh, we've seen quite a significant move in sterling already, um, uh, and which we've sort of captured in our portfolios. Um, I think that uh, if we do see um, what we expect, which is a you know, material uh, Tory majority, uh, then we will see a run up in sterling. Um, and then I think it's quite possible that we will sort of, you know, actually become a sell um, and we would moderate uh, our exposure simply because we're going to go back to the sort of economic uncertainties of Brexit and, uh, um, and uh, spending plans and so forth. Philip, thank you very much for your analysis. Very good luck with the, the results that you have voted for. That's Philip Saunders, co-head of multi-asset growth at Investec Asset Management in London, speaking to us from Cape Town. That podcast was proudly brought to you in association with sharenet.co.za. Visit strictlybusinesspodcast.com and subscribe to receive exclusive content straight to your inbox.